Has God been good to you this week? Come on, give him some praise. Come on. You can do better than that. I know you can. Let's go. God is so good, isn't he? Is God good to you? Is God good to you? All right, do me a favor. Tell your neighbor he's good. Give him a high five, fist bump, pat on the back, even a kiss on the cheek if it's appropriate. And then you can find your seat if you would. I love that song. I love the, the bridge. Praise to the Lamb. For he rose. He's the king forever. This morning, we don't serve. We don't even serve each other. We serve a king. And he reigns. And when we put him as the king of our life, our life is the greatest life that it ever can be. Because Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you an abundant life. I don't know about you, but I want an abundant life. Come on, somebody. I, well, I'm glad five of us want an abundant life. I think we often think of abundance as like a lot of money or a lot of wealth or riches or whatever, but that's not what abundance is. You know what abundance is? Abundance is having enough to share. When I have, when I have abundance in my life, I have enough to give to you and to you and to you and to you. And what we've done this morning is we've come into, our, into this place and every week what we do is we come in with the abundance that God has given us because we've given, we've sought after the abundant life through Jesus and we share it with all of you. So thank you so much for being here today. It's an absolute privilege to share what God has given in our lives with you. There's no place I'd rather be on a Sunday morning. Sometimes I wish I could come on a Monday morning. Come on somebody. Mondays would be a lot better. We could start here, but we can't. You got to go to work, and uh, it's just a privilege. My name is Pastor Adam Harold. I'm one of the lead servants here. With my wife, Tanya, uh, we, we serve this community together. We do it as a team. I couldn't do it without her, and on most days, she couldn't do it without me. Come on, somebody. All the, all the fellas said amen, right? And uh, it's just a privilege that we get to do this. And I've got a few things that i got to share with you this morning before we get started with our service. The first thing is, immediately following the service, if, you, if, if you're new here for the first time, um, welcome. There's a card in front of you. If you, if you fill it out. And uh, you, you can either drop it from in the black box if you don't want to talk to anybody. I get it. We, li we live in New England. Sometimes it's easier just to drop in a black box and not talk to anybody. If you want to do that, you can do that. But if you take it up to guest services on your way out and you give it to them, they've got a gift that they want to give you just to say thank you for being here. And then this week, if you fill out that card, I will send you a card in the mail. Because how many of you know it's good to get mail that's not a bill sometimes? I'm not going to send you a bill for being here this morning. It's free. I'm going to send you a card to say thank you for being here. And uh, 
we just, we just love that you shared your Sunday with us. And uh, you're, you're generous just by being here with your presence. And so we wanna be generous back. And we always say at the Refuge Church that when you give to the Refuge Church, you give through the Refuge Church. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about how you can give through the Refuge Church or how you give through the Refuge Church this morning. But if you want to give um, this morning, if you wanna give through the Refuge, you can go to, you can do it three ways. We've got um, text to give 77296. Everyone's got a cell phone these days. Just text 77296. They'll send you a prompt and fill out, how, um, fill out all the information they give you. Or you can go to refugemain.church slash give. Or you can uh, just, if you're old school, you don't trust digital money, you can write a check or drop, and drop it in the black box. Or you can just take the, the money in your wallet that you want to give and put it in the box. And we just use it for God's glory. It's not about, it's not about getting rich. God's already given us the abundant life. It's not about getting rich here. It's about using it to reach the world for Jesus. To share with them. Also, if you're new here or if you've been coming for a little while and you want to know a little bit more about the Refuge Church, on, in our room in the back, so if you, go, if you go to my right, your left, the exit sign there, and then you take a right and take another right, there's a, the lounge. We call it the lounge. And every week after our service, we have a seven-minute head start after the service and seven minutes to tell you more about the Refuge Church. That's all it takes. And uh, sometimes if my wife's leading it because she's competitive, it only takes five, right? She's like, I'm up against the clock, I'm gonna win. <laughs> and, uh, and so we just wanna tell you, we, we have no secrets here. We have nothing to hide. We want to share with you what God has given us. And so seven minute head start, you can find out more about it. And uh, that'll introduce you to my refuge and hopefully it introduces you to a community that loves you that stands arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, heart to heart, and serves the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, Father, you reign in my life, and I thank you so much that I can serve you. It's a privilege. And Father, for the People that are here for the first time, God, I pray that you would help them to feel like they're at home. Father, they would just walk out of this place saying, I've never been to a church like that before. Father, I pray that you would rescue people that came in lost. pray, God, that you would mend people that have been broken. Father, that you would introduce yourself to them today. And that you would do it through us. Father, I pray that you bless every hand that gives this morning. That you would take it and multiply it so that we can share it with our community. 
God, we love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Isn't God good? Come on, somebody. I tell you what, I am fired up today. Uh, I Listen, I didn't go to one conference this week. I went to two conferences this week. And uh, you know what that means. That's double trouble. So um, it, it, was, uh, it was a good week. Um, and I managed to get some work done. How crazy is that? Um, it, was, it was a good week. And um, I hope you had a good week. And whew, sometimes you just need to take a breath, right? And, uh, and just know that God is good, that he is. I mean, if you ever doubt that God's a God of miracles, just take a deep breath. The breath that we have in our lungs is a miracle for him. And uh, I'm just so, so thankful that you're here with us this morning. Well, we've been in a series called The Hood. And uh, if you want to follow along with today's notes, I don't, uh, like I said, we don't hide anything from you. So um, in the YouVersion Bible app on your cell phones, um, I've put all of today's notes on there. The screen up uh, above me over here, my right and left, um, tells you how to get to those notes on the YouVersion Bible app. If you have a, have a phone, you can find that app on your, on your phone and go into the events portion and uh, you can follow along with all of today's notes. But we've been a series that we're calling The Hood, and um, we started on Mother's Day. I, I told a story about how we, we came up with this, uh, this series, and my wife and I were going for a walk with our dog, and uh, on our walk, we start talking about Mother's Day and Father's Day. We, like I said, we lead this church together. We do it as a team, and so we talk about our, what we're going to talk about, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead both of us, right, just in case I get it wrong. Come on, somebody, right? And you can laugh at that because I get it wrong sometimes. And, uh, and she said, we should do a series called The Hood, and we should do it. Uh, we should talk about motherhood and fatherhood. And we started talking about it, and we're like, whoa, wait a minute. There's so many other hoods than just motherhood and fatherhood. So last week, we talked about priesthood, and we baptized 15 people, y'all. Come on. 15 people. 15 people. 15 people. I'm like, holy smokes. Holy cow. And I'm still on that mountain. So if I feel a little bit crazy, you know why? I'm still high off of that mountaintop experience. And uh, by the way, we've scheduled our next baptism service for July the 24th. And if you are interested in being water baptized, you've never been water baptized, maybe you were baptized as an infant and it wasn't your choice, but it, I believe that it has to be your choice, that it's, it should be everyone's choice to be baptized. And um, if, you, if you're interested in that, um, on your way out, there's a sign that says baptisms with a QR code. Just scan it and then go and, and, and sign up for baptisms um, so that we can know how to plan uh, for you, and uh, I, I'm happy to report that we we we're out of baptism shirts, y'all. So like, so we we got an order in for new baptism shirts, and uh, it's gonna be an absolute glorious day. Um, if you missed last last Sunday, um, we missed you. However, we're gonna do it again and again and again and again. So you're not you, you're not gonna miss out, and uh, it's gonna be. 
an amazing Sunday next Sunday, but, but we just celebrate what God did last week. And I talked about priesthood and how, and I made the connection to baptism, and there's a connection there. And uh, you're, some of you that missed it are sitting here going, I didn't know this was a Catholic church. It's not. It's not a Catholic church. Uh, and if you miss it, you can go back and listen to that message on our website, uh, refugemain.church slash messages. And um, you can hear about all of that stuff. So today, I'm going to talk to you about the greatest hood of all. I know it's the greatest I know it's the greatest hood of all, not because I, I, I came up with it, not because I, I sat down and I was like, okay, so this one's going to be the greatest hood because fatherhood is the greatest hood. That's not it. That's not it. Today I'm going to talk to you on the subject of servanthood because Jesus called it the greatest hood of all. In Matthew chapter 23, you can turn to your Bibles. It's in Matthew 23, or you can follow along in this, on your smart device. Matthew 23, 11 and 12 says, the greatest among you must be a, what's that word? Servant. The greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. And so today's big idea if I had one thing that I want to communicate to you this morning, it's this big idea. The big idea is this. I'm not going to wait till the end of my sermon like I did last Sunday to make you hold on and not go to sleep before I give you the first point. Last week I revealed that the reason I give the big idea at the first part of the sermon is because I know some of you go to sleep. So if I give you the big idea at the end of it, you miss it. Don't miss it. Today I'm going to make it easy for you. But that doesn't give you an excuse to go to sleep. <laughs> All right? That doesn't give you an excuse to daydream. The big idea for today is to be a servant. All you have to do is fill a need. To be a servant. All you have to do is find a need and fill it. Now, think about that for a minute. Because we just read that Jesus said the greatest of all is a servant. He said the greatest among you must be a servant. So all it takes in this world to be great is to be a hunter of needs. To find needs in your community, in your family, in your job, wherever it is, to find a need and fill it. Or find a hurt and heal it. Find a break and mend it. I'm not going to lie. This, um, this past Tuesday, we were, my wife and I were uh, driving down to one of the two conferences that we went to. It was a conference on leadership. And uh, we had the privilege of going down to International Family Church with one of our, uh, our overseers by the name of Jonathan Del Turco. Pastor Jonathan, I hope to get him up here in the fall. Uh, he and his wife um, have led International. They planted that church 35 years ago. And it's, it's called International Family Church. And they've got over 60 nationalities represented in it. If you're going to plant a church and call it International Family Church, you better 
expect 60 nationalities to show up. And that's what they did, and they're, uh, they're just an absolute, they're legends is what they are. And uh, while we were at the, 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 or on our way down to the lead round table, um, my wife and I was, were, were talking, and I told her, I said, Tanya, I want to talk this week about servanthood as our next, as our next hood in our hood series. And uh, she goes, okay, that's, that sounds great. And, and I gave her some, some vision for what I'm going to share with you later on in the message. And uh, we get to IFC, and the, the keynote speaker was a legend by the name of Pastor Tommy Barnett. And if you don't know who Pastor Tommy Barnett is, he's 85 years old. So naturally, my wife left the conference with a crush on another man. <laughs> and I'm okay with it because he's a legend. Just like all you guys are okay that your wife has a crush on Tom Brady because he's a legend. <laughs> Legendary status gives wives permission to have crushes on them, I guess. <laughs> Pastor Tommy has led, uh, has led the, the Los Angeles Dream Center in, La, in L.A. Uh, for, I don't, I don't even know how long it is, but as a result of the Los Angeles Dream Center, now 80 other dream centers across the world exist today because of the vision of Tommy Barnett and the Dream Center. The Dream Center, when it launched, um, they looked for a building in Los Angeles. And listen, real estate's stupid, crazy in, in Maine. It's even stupider, crazier <laughs> in Los Angeles. And so they were hunting for, um, they were hunting for a place to, uh, to have this L.A. Dream Center. And they found a, a, an old hospital. And it, it's 15 stories high. And they use it to house the homeless, to rescue the broken, to put an end to sex trafficking. They, Pastor Tommy shared with us that, um, that the L.A. Dream Center is the number one leader in ending sex trafficking in the United States today. So you understand why this man is a legend. He started this movement that now 80 other dream centers exist because of him. And so we get there and the first session is about servanthood. And I was like, okay, God knew I was busy this week. <laughs> now I'm not going to preach to you Pastor Tommy's message. Because I couldn't do it. He's got, he's 85 years old and been in ministry for 68 years, scandal free. That's a big deal. Not many pastors pastor for 68 years without scandal. And Pastor Tommy is a, is a legend. And this morning I want to give you some of the nuggets that he gave me. And hopefully we can learn from his his teaching together. But what I found when I get into God's word, into Matthew chapter 23, verse 11 through 12, I see that Pastor Tommy's message comes from Jesus' words that we just read, that the greatest among you will be a servant, and those who humble them or who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So this morning I've got four things I want to share with you about servanthood. 
that we can all learn from Pastor Tommy Barnett. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write it down anyway. It's found, it's, it's right out of Matthew 23, 1 and 2. Number one is make your position great because your position will not make you great. Make your position great because your position will not make you great. Many people seek a position. Not many people seek an opportunity to serve. So don't seek a position. Seek an opportunity to, ser to serve. If you want to stand out, the opportunity, seek an opportunity to serve more than you seek the position. According to the words of Jesus, the only person, the only, sorry, the only position any one of us would, should ever seek is the position of servant. It's the only one because it's the only one that will make you great. There's no way on God's green earth that I could know what 100% of the people do for a living in here. I, could, I couldn't. Although I know what a lot of you do for a living because I, I know you because I've, I've met you. And, um, but, but one thing I do know is I know how you can make whatever it is that you do the greatest position that everyone else wants to do, that everyone else wants to have. And the way you do it is by, by serving other people, by serving the people around you. For some of you, that's serving clients. For some of you, that's finding your client's need and filling it. And some of you do that very well. For others, that's serving your, your employees finding your, the needs of your employees and filling them. For others, it's your employer that you're, that you're there to fill a need that they have, but to do it for, to the glory of God, to serve them well. Whatever you do, do it great, because your position will not make you great. You know how I know that? Because Jesus said, if you exalt yourself, you'll be humbled. If you exalt yourself because you're this position, you're not going to get very far. You're, in fact, Jesus said you'll be humbled. I'm not, I'm not going to get political this morning. But take, for example, the, pre the, 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 the position of president of the United States. All right? It's a, it's a position that has influence because of its position, yes. However... Abraham Lincoln was not a great man because he was a great president. Abraham Lincoln was a great man because he ended slavery. Because of the work that he did. It's not the position that makes you great. It's the service you offer to fill a need. Are you with me? Man, it is quiet in this Catholic church. I tell you what. Make your position great. Because your position won't make you great. Number two, don't seek a title, but do your job and make your title great. Don't seek a title, but do your job and make your title great. Remember the words of Jesus, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, who humble themselves will be exalted. But here's where the flaw comes in. When you do your job well, and it is not wrong to do your job well. 
But it is wrong to go around and say it to everybody. Did you see the job I did? Because Jesus said that you'll be humbled. Do a good job but don't, and, and don't brag about it. Now, I do think that it's okay to be proud of the job you did. But don't make it about you. We can't make it about us. Because Jesus promises us when we make it about us, that's when we're humbled. There's nothing wrong with doing a good job. But servants allow their work to speak for itself. Your work will speak for itself. One thing I notice when I read God's word is that God never used a title seeker. He never uses someone that sought a position. King Saul wasn't searching to be king when God anointed him to be the king of Israel. Moses was the prince in Pharaoh's house. He lived in Pharaoh's house as a prince, but he didn't seek to be the next ruler of Egypt. He chose to go and serve his people, the Hebrews. He chose to go and serve them. King David was a shepherd boy that was tending the flock of sheep in the the field. His dad didn't even believe that he could be the next king of Israel. His earthly father didn't believe that he could be the next king of Israel. But God said, that's the man that I want to use. He didn't seek a title. The apostle Paul was in, in position to have political power, to have political influence and religious influence. But he didn't seek to have influence politically or spiritually or, or, or religiously. He sought to serve the church. And as a result of it, God used him to write most of the New Testament. Jesus didn't have a degree. And yet he's the greatest teacher to ever live. God isn't interested in your title. God isn't interested in in what you do. He's interested in who you are. He's interested in your heart. That's what God wants. And we show him our heart by finding needs and filling it. But it's not the works. Don't get me, don't, don't get me started. on the idea of of our works being what God approves of. The Bible says that is by grace are we saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's not of works, but it's a gift from God so that no one can boast about their salvation. You don't have a relationship with God based on what you do. That's not why we serve. We don't do good things so that God approves of us. We do good things because it pleases God and gives glory to him. Not because it gives us position with God. Listen, that's why God doesn't want you to seek a position. Because he doesn't want you to perform. He he doesn't want you to think that your relationship with him is based on your performance. It's never about your performance. It's about his love for you. 
Are you with me? Man, you guys are tired today. I get it. I'm tired too. So don't seek a title. Don't seek a title. Seek an opportunity to serve. Number three, let your work define you, and people will describe your title by the work you've done. Let your work define you. And people will describe your title by the work that you've done. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't you love to be the guy that people use your name to describe your title? Wouldn't it be great to, to do your job as a garbage man so well that the kids going down the street go, I want to be that guy. Wouldn't it be great to do your job so well that other people want your position because you were in that position? Like, don't tell me how to play quarterback. Show me film of Tom Brady so that I can see how to play quarterback. I guess I'm on a football kick today. <laughs> or a Tom Brady kick, one of the two, I mean. Don't you want to be the guy that they show, that, 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 you wa that people walk into your job and your boss shows him your game film? This is how you do it? This is how you do it? I know when people ask, how do you plant a successful, life-giving, Jesus-loving, Jesus-centered church in Maine of all places? I know when people ask that question, because people are asking that question, believe it or not. I want someone to say, check out the Refuge Church. Because they know how to do it. And it's not about being proud of what we've done. It's about giving glory to God that's done it through us. It's about finding him here. It's not about, it's not about patting ourselves, breaking our arms to give ourselves a pat on the back. It's about giving glory to him. It's about have, being an example of excellence. It's okay to serve with excellence. I'm, I'm afraid that most churches get this wrong. That, that most churches just, just find a, like, they have a need, so they fill it, and, but they do it by saying, hey, Ryan, here, come fill this need for us. They don't know if Ryan's good at whatever the need is that needs to be filled. They just know that he's someone that's willing and able to do it. And that's not how we operate at the Refuge Church. We want you to serve based on where, where you're gifted and where you're energized, where you want to be used. Because guess what? If you come in and you're good at filling a need and, 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 and you do it well, and people say, man, you, that, that girl that sang that song, she's, she was so good at that. Guess what? She's going to want to come back and do it again next week. She's gonna, you're going to want to come back and do it. That person that worked with those kids, they did it so well. They loved my kids so well. They're going to, 
That per- and, and, and if I go around and I say, hey, Nate, you're doing a great job in our kids' ministry. And, and, you, and I'm just so proud of you. It's going allow, to allow him to, to say, I want to do it more. But too many churches fill needs based on it just being a need, not based on doing it well. I'm guilty of, of working in churches that would say things like, well, they're volunteers. I'm sorry, I thought it was a privilege to serve the King of Kings. I, don't, I didn't think it was a, a, a I, I gotta serve the King of Kings. It's a, I get to serve the King of Kings. It's a get to. It's not a got to. It's not a I got to go to church this morning. It's I get to go to church this morning and worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I get to give him my life. I get to serve him. I get to do it. It's not about the title. It's about doing what you do to fill a need. And doing it well. Number four. Servants are remembered, not titles. Servants are remembered, not titles. Matthew 23, 11 through 12. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Servants are remembered. Not titles. Wouldn't it, get, wouldn't it be great to get lost in a cause that elevates you from being you to being the greatest version of you? To get lost in a cause, and the only way that you can do it is if you get lost in a cause that's greater than you are. You know, I, I, I played sports growing up, and I remember wanting, wanting to be on a team. <laughs> but I remember wanting to be on a team that won. My sophomore year of high school, I played, or actually my freshman year of high school, I played on a sophomore team. And, um, and this is one of the high schools I went to. My sophomore team, that, the sophomore team that I was a freshman on, um, didn't win a game, probably because we were playing with a bunch of freshmen. <laughs> We didn't win a game, and um, I didn't like being on that team. You know why? Because it wasn't great. It wasn't fun. We didn't win. And so when we serve and we fill needs well, we want to do it again and again and again and again. It'd be great to get lost in a cause that's greater than you, that will elevate you to a position that's, that you didn't seek, but you're, you're lost in because it energizes you. It's exactly, I believe, if you go around and you ask people that serve on our dream team at the Refuge Church, I believe that you would, you would find people that say, I've gotten lost in a cause that's greater than myself that has elevated me to a better version of myself. 
We couldn't do what we do without our dream team. We could, we could never be a church of 250 people five years in without the people that have served us along the way. We could never do it. We could never have done what we do without our dream team. No one's doing it for prestige or for power or for authority. They're doing it because they love Jesus and because they love this church. Some of them probably do it because they love me and my wife. But we couldn't do it without our dream team. Every single week we have roughly 30 people that show up to serve Jesus and to serve you. I can't tell you how grateful I am for our team. We have teams like, like a prayer team, a small groups team, a, a guest services team, a kids ministry team that you don't see right now because they're hanging out with your kids so that you don't have to. <laughs> kids ministry, production team, and they do it so well, creative team. And this morning, I want to recognize those people that serve. So do me a favor. If you serve on our dream team in any capacity, would you do me a favor? Would you stand to your feet so that we can recognize you? <laughs> Stay standing. Don't forget the people hanging out with your kids. Stay standing, stay standing. I want to talk to you. Team, don't quit. Don't quit. Because there are people that are not in this building that need you, that need us. We could never do it without you. And there's always, as you see, there's always room for more. There's always room for people to serve in whatever capacity they can serve in. You can be seated. We can't do it without you. I believe that the church can be the most exciting place in the entire world. <laughs> that the church could be the place that people want to flock to not run from. I told the guys this weekend at the conference that we went to that when I was in Bible college, I heard a definition of the church that absolutely rocked my world. And because I heard that definition, I decided to plant a church in Maine someday. I had no idea it would be Maine, but it was Maine. And the definition of the church that I heard was that the church, if the church is the body of Christ, then the church is the physical representation of Jesus to this world. Jesus was the most loving, giving servant of all time, and he was God. And if the church is to represent God to this world, then it better step up its game.
so that people are drawn to the most exciting place in the, on the, in the universe, so that they want to be a part of it. It's not a God be a part of it. It's a get to be a part of it. It's a get to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The church should be the most exciting place. That's why we say that Sunday is our absolute favorite day of the week. And if it's not your favorite day of the week, then we're doing it wrong. And we better step up our game. I hope you love Sunday. I hope you love this place. Not because of the feeling that you get when you're here. Because let me tell you, it feels good to be here. But someone cuts you off on the way home and you lose that feeling. But it's the God that we introduce you to. A lot of people don't know all the stories that took place during the pandemic at the Refuge Church. We were online church for 15 months. If I told you the, the, the stories of the miracles that God had done during the pandemic at the Refuge Church, you would be absolutely a- astonished. We went from a church meeting in the, in the parking lot, right out, right out here, the parking lot. Of a, we got down to 40 people at one Sunday. And now look, there's more than 40 people in this room. <laughs> Not because of us. And that's not why I'm telling you this story. I'm telling you this story because I want to tell you another story about something that happened during the pandemic. Someone that attends our church, uh, whose name is Andrea, went to um, Hannaford one evening. And uh, she's in Hannaford parking lot. She noticed a dilapidated car that was falling apart. She noticed not not just a man with a sign that said, I need food. She noticed a whole family of five living in their car with a license plate from Nevada. She saw a need. She realized that the need that, her, that those people had were greater than the one night in the microtel that she could offer them. So she called her pastor. She saw a need. She said, my church can help me fill it. So I went to the Mark Hotel with Andrea and his family. Their name's the Andersons. Come to find out the Mark Hotel couldn't hold them because they had a dog with them and a cat. Drove from Nevada to get here because the dad had been offered a job as a tow truck driver. And when he got here, the job fell through. They were homeless without a job, living in their car. So I went to the microtel and I met with them in the microtel and we were gonna put them up in for the night. And she was, and Andrea was gonna put them up for another night. But what happened was we ended up on Riverside Street in Portland at the Ramada Inn, because they allowed dogs. I don't think they knew about the cat. <laughs> and we put them up in the Ramada Inn, 
and Market Basket had just opened up. Come on, somebody. I went in, I got him a $100 gift card for food. With the money that you give, I pastored that family for a week, took them to the Goodwill, because it came from Lake Tahoe, and it gets cold in Lake Tahoe, but you know what? It doesn't get as cold as Maine. Bought them $100, $150 worth of clothes for their three kids, a mom, a dad, and three kids, a dog, and a cat. They were in rough shape. And I'm happy to report that during that week, at probably their lowest point, Natasha, the mom, gave her heart to Jesus. And today, today the family is back in Nevada, which is one of the things that I told them, hey, listen, this job fell through. You need to get back. You need to get back home. Our community will love you and we'll serve you as much as we can, but you need to be home. They went home, Natasha's working a couple jobs. Dad's in jail. She gave her heart to Jesus. And Andrea's in touch with him to this very day. But Natasha's greatest need in her life was filled. Because Andrea saw a need. We see needs and we fill them because that's what followers of Jesus does or do. On June the 18th this year, coming up, the town of Wyndham is hosting Summerfest. And I've told the story before about how we just want to fill needs in our community. We saw the need at Summerfest because the carnival was robbing people of their money. And Summerfest came and they said, they said, we're getting rid of the carnival. We don't know what to do. And I said, the church can step in. Have you ever heard of an inflatable park? We'll offer an inflatable park. And we'll, we'll pay for all the inflatables. But here's the only catch. You better not charge to use the inflatables. Don't sell tickets for these inflatables. This is a gift from our church to the community. The first time that we ever did it, we had a single mom walk up with her kids and say, how much are the tickets for the inflatables? And they said, there's no cost. She had about six kids with her. How many of you know that's good news? wept. I didn't know how I was going to pay for all my kids to jump on these inflatables. They wanted to. The church is doing that again on June the 18th. And we need about 106 people to fill the day that would step in and say, I can stand at an inflatable for an hour. One hour, that's it. I can stand at an inflatable for one hour 
I can, I, I, don't, I don't have the time, but, but I, can help, I can help give part of the $3,000 to help cover the cost. There's always a need that can always be filled. And Jesus promises us, if you fill the needs of people, you will be the greatest of all time. Standing up here, I want to pray with you. If you want to sign up for to help with Summerfest, you can go to refugemain.church slash Summerfest and sign up in a time slot, pick an inflatable. And uh, you can sign up to help us there. Or if, if you don't have time but you want to give some money, you can go to refugemain.church and select the Summerfest option and your money will go towards that $3,000 to serve our community, or you can write it in, on a check and write in the memo Summerfest. And here's what we're gonna do, because we don't ask you to serve without, without rewarding your service. So we've got new swag that's coming, and we want everyone that's serving at Summerfest to be repping the Refuge Church. Come on, somebody. Does anyone call it swag anymore? But if if you serve on that day, we'll give you a free t-shirt. You can wear it there. You can rep it there. And if you don't serve, you can't serve, then we're gonna sell the shirts later on. I'm just gonna be honest with you. But you know what, if you want the shirt, it's not about the money. If you, if you want the shirt, you don't have the time, we'll give you the shirt for crying out loud. It's not about money, it's not, it's about, Finding the need and filling it. That's always been my heart. Find the needs and step up and do a job so that other people want to do it too. But you know what? The fact is, is that with this many people in the room today, that some of you came in here with needs. Some of you came in here with needs. And we want to help you fill those needs. We want to pray for you with those needs. My friend Elaine's up here. She wants to pray with you. If you have a need during the next song that we sing, you can come forward. I'll pray with you. Elaine will play, pray with you. But the greatest need of all Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. We will all face judgment according to God's word. And the greatest need of all is to be prepared to face that judgment. The only way, the only way that gets us a pass at that judgment is if we've asked Jesus in our lives. If we've accepted him. So some of you came in this morning not even knowing that you had a need. But maybe you're listening to this message and you're like, whoa, I need Jesus. So do me a favor, bow your heads, close your eyes. Every week, I've been doing this for the last three weeks, I'm going to do it again. How many of you in this room? In this sacred moment, would say, Pastor Adam, I need Jesus. I have the need of, of Jesus in my life. 
I need him, and I want to receive him this morning. Thank you. I see that hand. Anybody else? Would you raise your hand to say, Pastor Adam, I have that need. I see it. Anybody else? You raise your hand. I want to ask you to do me a favor. As much courage as you have in your heart, would you look up at me? Would you look at me? Thank you. I see that. I see you. I want to invite you to receive Jesus this morning. Because you've acknowledged it with your hand and you've acknowledged it with your, by looking at me, I believe that you are saved. But the Bible says that, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're saved. So I'm going to ask everyone in this room to join me in this prayer because I believe that it will transform your life. You may say it and may not even believe it, but I believe that it has the power to make a difference in your life. It doesn't save you, but it'll make a difference. It doesn't save you until you believe it in your heart. Would the whole room do me a favor? Would you repeat after me? Say, God, I know I need you. I come to you. And I ask you to fill that need in my life by the blood of Jesus. Save me from my sins. By the resurrection of Jesus, give me life to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Is God good this morning? Is God good today? Have you enjoyed being in church? We're going to sing a song, and during the song, you're welcome to come forward for prayer, and uh, we love you. We love this community, and I cry every week. <laughs> so if you're new here, expect it again next week. <laughs> I love you guys. Let's sing a song.